Welcome to the Christmas edition of Beyond the Shelf with OPL. I'm Jenny. And I am Dawn. What a wonderful time of year, right? Everybody gets together as family, hopefully without arguments, and <laughs> they all have Christmas traditions. Do you have some Christmas traditions, Dawn? Um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, like, family get together and everything, but I don't, I have, I guess, movies that I like to watch. But... Do you sew or craft or do anything special for gifts? I definitely, I do. I crochet a lot of stuff for people. I got on this binge a couple years ago and made like 11 hats. <laughs> so, When do you start your Christmas crafting? It, I think it depends on what kind of project. If I'm going to do like a whole blanket, then I'm going to start in like August probably. <laughs> Do you and your husband exchange gifts? We do. So we do. We actually, I guess it is a tradition. We do Christmas Eve gifts with each other because we usually do Christmas Day with like my family or his family. So That's fun. So every year our family does something different. Since my kids are older and they were all out of the house, I've decided we don't get together on Christmas or even Christmas Eve, and that's okay. But we do something special like sometimes New Year's Day. Uh, one year we went um, to the gun range in Medina and we all shot weapons. And one year we went to Dave and Buster's and we did an arcade. This year we might do axe throwing. I haven't decided yet. That is exciting. Wow. <laughs> it's a lot of fun and it's different. And we always exchange gifts. We just exchange names rather than buy for everybody. Mm -hmm. Last year, I did, I made everybody get gifts with their initials. So I had to get gifts for my person, but my initials are JGK. So my gifts had to be JGK, but it had to be specific to that person I was getting for. And then everybody had to guess who their gift came from based on the three gifts. The girls really enjoyed it. The guys were like, this is the stupidest thing ever, but they participated and it ended up being fun. So the only thing or the first thing that popped in my head for a gift with your initials was juggling knives? Well, that could have been fun, but you'd get three gifts. Okay. So I did. I got very creative. As a matter of fact, I tried to throw off my gift. Like, so for Kay, I bought a robe for my mom, but the Kay was a kimono. So I tried to get very creative. Oh, clever, clever. We do like drawing names for my husband's side of the family too. So everybody gets stocking stuffers from everybody and then you get one larger gift. Yeah, we we just started this tradition and it, it's fun. I don't know if we'll ever do the initials again because got a lot of pushback from Mixed certain reviews. <laughs> certain family members. So my next question for you, Dawn, is how do you feel about snow during this time of year? I I like snow on Christmas. Like, on Christmas Day, snow is extra magical. And I like how pretty snow is. My favorite thing is, like, when you look out on a field and it's completely pristine and hasn't been touched and it's very shiny. But I also have a strong urge to go, like, run through it and, like, crunch and everything. I, I'm not necessarily a fan of it being really cold. but And I also don't like when the snow gets all gross in the road. I don't know if anybody does. No, I agree. But the 
newly fallen snow with the crunch is mm-hmm. one of my favorite mm-hmm. things. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite sounds. I like snow. I like cold. I do prefer snow. Basically, the week between Christmas and New Year's is the best, when it, especially if it's fresh. We live across from Stoller Lawn and Garden. Um, they are not our sponsors, but, you know, if they hear this, maybe. <laughs> just kidding. They always make that huge snowman. I don't know if you've ever gone on back mm-hmm. Orville Road. So I have pictures from when my kids were little beside that huge snowman. And that is always a lot of fun to watch them make that. We watch them make it. They make it overnight. They make it after it gets dark. And mm-hmm. so we've watched them do that for the last several years we've lived there. And that's always fun. That that snowman is fun. It's always cool to see it when you're driving down the road how do they get the like barrel top hat on with like a forklift or something yes and they just if it hasn't snowed quite enough they have a plow and they bring it from their backyard and just use snow blowers to blow the snow up on the wow or maybe i'm giving away their secrets i don't know just i don't know that big guy just shows up all of a sudden every year <laughs> just pops right up suddenly so do you have any um, books or movies that you read or watch every year for Christmas? We do. We always read the Christmas story from the book of Luke, Luke chapter 2 in the Bible. And then for movies, we I love to watch a Christmas story. A Christmas story is a very polarizing movie, I know. You either love it or you hate it. Mm-hmm. I'm in the I love it camp. I've watched it since I was probably 11 when it came out, something like that. And it is so funny to me. It makes me laugh every time I watch it. My husband, not so much of a fan. I feel pretty neutral on it, but I also don't feel like I got a lot of exposure to it because my mom is not a fan of a Christmas story, so... I only know, like, the taglines, the, like, big lines from it and relate to the being dressed up like a snowman to go outside mm-hmm. because your mom put, like, 30 layers on you. Yeah, my brother Randy looked like a tick about to pop is the line <laughs> from that movie. <laughs> I quote it, mm-hmm. like, the whole time. And maybe that's why my family doesn't like watching it with me because I just sit there and quote the whole thing. But I do that with mm-hmm. several movies. Mm-hmm. And then another one that we always watch is Die Hard. Now, I know that's a huge debate on is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not. Do you have thoughts on that? I I feel like the my answer is barely. Die Hard is barely a Christmas huh. movie. Because what? It's set at Christmas time. It is. But the whole thing is this action movie and there's like explosions and everything. But because it happens at Christmas... It's a Christmas movie. And it snows in L.A. at the end. I mean, that's huge. It's a Christmas miracle. Yeah, it is. And they play a Christmas song, and it's happening during a office Christmas party. And this man, this poor man, (laughs) is saving everybody. (laughs) It is the best Christmas movie ever. And we as a family collectively agree that it's a Christmas movie, even though Bruce Willis, who starred in it, says it's not a Christmas movie. I still disagree with him. (laughs) Do you hear that, Bruce Willis, if you're listening? <laughs> so I I don't know that I've actually seen Die Hard all the way through. Maybe I need to watch Die Hard and A Christmas Story this year, and there'll be new movie traditions for me. Or you'll hate them. Either way, it's okay. <laughs> At least I'll have an opinion. <laughs> yes. So what about Elf? 
Have you, do you watch that one? I have seen Elf. I think it's very cute and and goofy. We really smiling, smi- smiling. It's my favorite. We quote Elf a lot, and my son's favorite is Home Alone. Do you watch those? Yes, yes, Home Alone. Those are definitely classic Christmas movies for me. See, now I don't understand how people can say Home Alone is just this great Christmas movie. Or is this kid? beating up robbers, right? So Die Hard is this man beating up terrorists. See, they're basically the same. <laughs> I don't understand the conflict. You know, a young Macaulay Culkin and Bruce Willis are like basically the same. Exactly. <laughs> Interchangeable. <laughs> Maybe on the tamer side of Christmas movies, we always watch Polar Express. And I particularly like to watch it like really close to Christmas because it's set on Christmas Eve. So that one is definitely a favorite for me and my husband. Yeah. I've never seen it. Can you believe it? I've never seen it. But if you haven't watched Christmas Story or Die Hard all the way through, maybe I'll give Polar Express a try this year. That sounds like a plan. We'll do that. Do you watch The Grinch? I watched the Jim Carrey version Mm -hmm. of The Grinch. I'm not a huge fan of Jim Carrey, but his portrayal of The Grinch, I really enjoy. I just think he's funny and I in this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. I like to watch, well, yeah, Jim Carrey and the Grinch and the the old cartoon one mm-hmm. with, I think it's like Burl Ives who does like the whole voiceover and everything reading the poem for, or book, whatever for that. I, it's only like 30 minutes. It's not even that long, but it's, it's, I don't, this art style is very like classical and it gives you that sort of nostalgic Christmas feel. Do you watch the claymation episode? Um, not episodes, but the claymation shows like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So my very favorite is The Year Without a Santa Claus. Do you know what that one is? I've heard of, but haven't seen that one. You have to watch that one. That one is classic. It has the um, the heat miser and the cold miser, and they have these wonderful songs that you will definitely get in your head, but you'll love it because it's a lot of fun. So A Year Without a Santa Claus, you have to watch this year. I feel like I know the Heat Miser song or like one little part of it, but maybe it's one of those like peripheral like Christmas memories that you have. Now, you told me recently you haven't ever watched The Nightmare Before Christmas. No, actually we tried to watch it last year. And I don't know why Ashley liked it, my daughter. Mm -hmm. She's a huge fan of Tim Burton. Mm -hmm. And so I think she liked it. I just couldn't get into it. Mm -hmm. I just, I like Johnny Depp and I like, and I usually like Tim Burton, but I just couldn't get into it. The the music for The Nightmare Before Christmas and the songs and the, um, the composer for that, I've seen him like sing some of the songs that Jack Skellington sings on stage. And he is like, I think they used his face. They must have used his face as the model for, for Jack Skellington. Not that he looks like a skull, but that he's so expressive as he's doing the, the song. So I really love nightmare before Christmas. Um, I consider it an appropriate movie all the way from the beginning of October through Christmas. It's a whole, like, fall through Christmas season movie for me, and I'll watch it, like, two or three times. I was just going to ask if you watch it multiple times. I do. (laughs) So what about some of the classics, like um, Miracle on 34th Street or White Christmas? So 
I don't think I've seen Miracle on 34th Street, but White Christmas I saw for the first time in a classic movie theater in my hometown about, oh, maybe it was just last year, just Christmas 2020. No, it was Christmas 2020, I think, that we actually were able to go. Maybe it was 2019. I don't remember. But it was it's this um, classic movie theater in my hometown, and they were showing White Christmas. And so it was me and my husband and my mom and my brother going to see this. And as we walked up to the ticket booth, there was this woman just on the sidewalk. And she said, oh, do you need tickets for the show? And I was like, yeah. And she said, well, I have four here. Somebody else already bought our tickets. So do you want these? And I was like, thank you. And it was just like this perfect little Christmassy moment right before going to see White Christmas. And then we like went in and got our seats and we're watching it in the first like five minutes where they're singing and it's like singing to all the soldiers and everything. I was crying <laughs> right immediately. It was I, definitely one of those like memories that will stay with me. And I f- will probably continue to watch that as a Christmas movie every year. No, I, re- I like it, too. I think that's and that's such a special memory that you have and whoever that lady is. I don't know if she's listening to our podcast, but thank you, lady, for the <laughs> tickets. I also like for, oh, for the first time last year, we watched It's a Wonderful Life the whole way through. I've seen segments of it, little mm-hmm. bits of it every once in a while, probably my whole life. But I actually watched it the whole way through for the first time last year. And I really liked it. My daughter was in the play in high school. So, I've, of course, I've seen the play because she was in it. But it's the first time I ever watched the movie. Have you watched It's a Wonderful Life? I have. Yeah. I think Jimmy Stewart is just such a great actor. Mm-hmm. I've seen him in a few different things. And he is just so unique in the way that he, like does any role and white Christmas is or not white Christmas it's a wonderful life there we go um is it's a great story too yeah. are there any Christmas books that you or stories that you read I know you said you read the Christmas story from the book of Luke but anything else I think that when my kids were little we usually read the night before Christmas mm-hmm. and I think that we pretty much doesn't everybody pretty much have that memorized from when they were little? It was the night before Christmas and all through the house. Just you know. about. I feel yeah. like you, you, we could sit here and recite the whole thing. I just, but we won't. <laughs> we won't. I just discovered this last year, and I didn't know it was a thing until we got a copy of this book here at the library. It's called Letters. I have the book right here, so if you hear the spine cracking. It's called Letters from Father Christmas, and it's by J.R.R. Tolkien better known from Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. It's this really great, the book is just a collection of these letters that Tolkien wrote as Father Christmas to his sons. And so he shares like, it's always from the North Pole and he shares these stories about like the polar bears and the Northern Lights. And he writes it in this like, sort of like shaky script. Like all the lines are a little bit squiggly. Um, as though, you know, like an old man, Father Christmas is is writing it. And there's some bits about like the elves and it's just really just I think it's so great. And it's like such this great tradition that he created with his sons and then it got to be shared. And there's cute little like diagram. There's a little drawing here of uh, the sleigh that's run away from Santa and he's chasing after it and all the toys are spilling out and it's really cute. Well, do you know, did Tolkien 
actually do the illustrations that are in this book as well? He did, yeah. So he like created this handwriting that was Father Christmas, and he did all the little drawings. He actually did drawings for uh, Lord of the Rings as well. So he has his own drawing of what he imagines Rivendell, where the elves live, look like. Um, yeah, so he, he like, it's even like posted with like postage stamps and everything. And I feel like it just kind of embodies this atmosphere of like wonder that we have at Christmas. So that's called Letters from Father Christmas by Tolkien. So last year for the first time, I had joined a book club online and one of the challenges was to read the it was the challenge was called the 12 days of christmas so i found 12 books with like partridge in a pear tree two doves and so i actually completed that last year and that was a lot of fun some of the books were a little more like novellas which was okay because trying to read 12 books in mm. A month of just one thing was a lot so that was fun and then I read some I think Debbie McCumber she always writes Christmas stuff she's very she's not really um, an author that I would follow because she's very um, hallmarky and if you like true romantic type of books mm -hmm. that are very predictable then you would love her and she has a huge following and people do love her that's just not my genre of book mm -hmm. but it was fun to do that little challenge of finding the 12 well I know that one of them was called and I don't remember the author but it was called um seven swans a slaying and so it was a murder mystery as well so that made that one a little more interesting it wasn't just a love story so that challenge was like reading one book that the title shared something from the the, the 12 days of Christmas song. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. I didn't, if I didn't explain that clearly. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So mm -hmm. that was fun. That, that correlation that you just made there with Debbie McCumber and the Hallmark movies, I think is just great because like those Hallmark Christmas movies that are so, so popular, we have a, a huge collection in our DVD section mm -hmm. to have like an author that kind of writes that way that you can be like, Oh, I really like these movies that are like, cozy and romantic and set around Christmas time and then be able to have a book that's similar like that. Debbie McCumber does do several of those. Yeah, I saw this thing once that said what has one plot, two settings, 12 actors, and it's every Hallmark Christmas movie ever made. <laughs> but I do enjoy watching them sometimes. You know, mm -hmm. if you just around the holidays, I will turn one on and I mean, it's very, you know, she was a corporate lawyer and she came back to her hometown because her mom was sick and she falls back in love with her high school sweetheart or whatever. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. he's a single parent. And so she falls in love with her kids, too. But it, it's fun. And it is. It just kind of warms your heart and gets you in the mood for just family and, mm -hmm. and, and love. So I don't mind watching them. I don't make a habit of it, but I will watch them sometimes. What about cooking? Do you, do you ever bake cookies or do you have anything special that you guys just eat at Christmas time? I always like plan that I'm going to bake. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily happen. Uh, and I like to try different things. So I did like gingerbread cookies one year and I, my cookie cutters were, I feel like they were big. So my gingerbread cookies ended up being really big. 
So like gingerbread men that were like six inches high or something, which feels like a tall gingerbread man to me. I don't know. I, I get six <laughs> inches for a cookie. I don't know. That's like a dollar bill length. Yeah. So, I don't know. We have the last few years gotten together with our friends, and everybody picks out two or three types of cookies they want to make, and they bring the ingredients, mm. and we all get together and make them, and then we exchange the different uh-huh. cookies of whatever kind we made. So you actually, like, bake them together yeah. as well. Yes. I've heard of people doing, like, cookie exchanges, but mm-hmm. that's like a baking and exchanging cookies, yeah. too. We get together and do it. It's a that's lot of fun. So we probably eat way too much while we're baking them and then we're not really interested in them afterwards but we get over that too (laughs) so that's always fun now we would like to share with you some more of our artist interviews from our local artist festival today we are sharing an interview with verna horvath and john and Kristen lorson you can find them on facebook and instagram I am really happy to meet you. You have beautiful artwork. So, Verna, what is your preferred medium that you use for your art, and how long have you been doing it? Oh, boy, good questions. How long? Wh- how much time do we have? <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> well, um, I've been doing this quite a while, my whole life, and I love all mediums. That's my problem is that I, can't, I think that's an artist's um, issue is how, how to nail down just exactly what they like because artists see art in everything everywhere every way so um, my favorite I would say is oils I'm amazed at at the beauty that comes out and the luminosity of of oil paint and uh, I do most of my commissions are in oils but I do also do watercolor and acrylic I started with acrylic went to watercolor should have done it the other way around it's not easy to go from one to the other and then ended up with oil and went oh my gosh this is gorgeous okay so verna are you from orville or where are you from oh my gosh again how much time do we have (laughs) (laughs) i was born in san francisco i've lived in several different states um, raised mostly in Detroit, Michigan, but came here in 1976. My husband was transferred here, his job, and this was a godsend. This is the best thing that ever happened to my family, my children, raising our kids here in this area. Um, yeah, we've been here since 1976, and this is home. Well, that is awesome. <laughs> We're happy to hear that. So, Verna, if somebody wanted to find your artwork or um, reach you for Uh, commission how would they go about doing that Um, easiest way is Facebook I have a lot of uh, followings on Facebook I have two different um, Facebook pages one is the name of my business which is new every morning creations and anything that I am painting goes on that and I have a that's mainly that's my communication is through Facebook okay and Horvath is spelled H-O-R-V- a-T-H. Correct. correct? Oh, right. Yes. And can you tell us the other name again? It is New Every Morning Creations. Oh. And that came from a Bible verse that says the steadfast love of the Lord never changes. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. And I thought, you know what? Um, 
creativity comes new every morning. But I couldn't fit all of that on a card. So new every morning creations is what it is. <laughs> I, I think it's awesome that you are using some from the creator, that you are using creations. So that go. is wonderful. Excellent. So thank you for being here. You're and welcome. we are asking everyone, since we are in the library, what you're currently reading, or if you're not currently reading, what has been one of your favorite books to read? That is another one of my passions. I love to read. And John Grisham is my favorite all time. I have read everything, that, and, and almost to the point where I can almost uh, predict how a story's going to turn out, but he always has twists in it. And, and then I love very easy reading, old reading. Miss Reed is one of my favorite authors. She was a English teacher back in the 1950s, and her books are bucolic and beautiful and wonderful. So I'd say almost anything. Okay. Well, thank you, Verna. We appreciate you being here, and good luck with, with your creating. Thank you so much. We'll start with John. What kind of artwork do you do? Tell us a little bit about your adventures. I am a photographer mm -hmm. and, uh, and a writer, and uh, my photography is incidental to my, to my life, so I don't go out and seek photographs. They, they come to me as I travel back and forth. Uh, mostly on bicycle between home and work. Mm -hmm. um, for 14 years, I worked in Millersburg while living in Oroville, and uh, most of the time I'd ride my bicycle back and forth to work. So I got to see the, the world through the change of seasons mm -hmm. and uh, from day to day, and um, I have a collection of photographs from that. So do you, like, stop on your bike ride and take pictures, or...? Most of the time, but sometimes the uh, situation is so perilous to stop <laughs> that I'll shoot the picture as I'm going by. And hope it's not blurry. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> but. So how did you, was it just like inspiration? You were like, I want to take a picture of that? Um, well, I kind of started out my life as a storyteller. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I'm the youngest of eight kids, and that's kind of the place where I fit in the family. Mm -hmm. You know, I could tell these big stories and whatnot. And I found that uh, having a photograph to, to base those stories on made it more believable. Oh. <laughs> and uh, it also kind of cued me to, to keep it interesting, too. Okay. So I've been, uh, been taking photographs since, since I was a kid. Yeah. Awesome. So, Kristen, you do a lot of painting. Yes. I think you're known as, like, the Orville painter. Oh, thank you. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> well, I do a variety of things. It, it, whenever anyone asks me, well, what do you paint? I'm like, oh, my gosh, do you have an hour? Because I'll paint anything. I used to say to John that I wanted my motto to be, you name it, I'll paint it. And, but he thought that was too P.T. Barnum. So, but anyway, um, yeah, so it started out just doing art that I could do at home when I was a stay-at-home mom. And um, it just kind of kept me connected with people because I'm a people person. And I also um, just enjoyed, you know, having my own thing and bringing in a little bit of income. And uh, that just kind of branched into a full-on full-time business of now I'm doing murals and illustrating children's books. I teach paint classes. Um, I've been teaching acrylic paint classes um, now for seven years. Um, I started here in this library, actually. It was my first paint class. I, well, that's not true. I actually had a, a bachelorette party where it really started from. And then here was the real, you know, legit part, painting party. And uh, then now it's, um, I think I'm right now I'm doing once a month at the Smith 
uh, or house, uh, mm -hmm. homestead. And um, that's, you know, where I can say that if you want to find me, um, I have one location. It used to be Heartland Point, um, but I also do private parties. So. Mm -hmm. So do you have a social media or a website where folks can find you? Yes. Um, on Facebook, I'm Kristen Lorson, Kristen Art Personality Portraits. It's a real easy one. <laughs> you know? And uh, I also have an Instagram. It's Kristen underscore art one. And um, that's where I put a lot of my art. But I also do uh, pet cartoons, and I have Kristen Art Pets on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I told you it takes about an hour. <laughs> That's all right. Now, John, do you have any social media or anywhere that somebody could contact you if I they do. were interested? I do, and uh, my photography is at um, hashtag what John Lorson sees. A um, whole hashtag. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, you can find me there or okay. um, Rail Trail Naturalist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just hit John because we forgot to mention we collaborate. Yeah, we collaborate. We've collaborated for 26 years on a humor column. Mm -hmm. and an illustration in local yes. newspapers. We're in, yes, we're in the Bargain Hunter right now um, and Worcester Weekly News and other newspapers that are owned by the Bargain Hunter. She does a cartoon illustration mm -hmm. with my story. And he also has another And column. then I, I have an additional column. Uh, I, I work in conservation, okay. and, mm -hmm. uh, and my background is in biology. And uh, so accompanying one of my photographs every, every other week, is uh, kind of a natural history story um, phenomenon that happened out in the natural world right around this area. Um, I should mention too that all of my photographs uh, generally are, are taken right here in Wayne or Holmes County. Okay, very good. Since we are standing, you know, in the middle of the library, we have to ask, we're asking everybody, what are you reading right now or what is one of your favorite books? Or stories. My very favorite book is *Into Thin Air* by John Krakauer, and it's a it's an older book, uh, but it's it's awesome. And my favorite book, and I'm, I'm currently trying to read about four or five different books that I can't seem to finish, but uh, my favorite is Kate. It's a Kate Camille, Camellia. I can never say her last name, but it's um, the Edward Tulane. And, oh, yeah. Kate D. Camillo. Kate D. Camillo. Yes. And I love mm -hmm. the Edward, is it Edward? Edward Tulane, yeah. And um, I read it to my daughter when she was younger, and she loved it so much, she got Edward tattooed on her arm. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm rereading right now um, Terry Pluto's Everyday Faith. Um, and I really I gravitate toward local authors. Uh, I've met both of those. I've met Connie Schultz. I've yeah. met Terry Pluto. And, mm -hmm. and uh, it's really fun for me to be able to, to read and, and hear the voice of somebody that I've actually mm -hmm. actually met. So get to interact with those creators, which yes. is right. one of the fun things about today. Yes, yes absolutely. For sure. Well, thank you both yeah. so much for being here today. Thank you. We had so much fun interviewing all of our local artists, and we hope that you enjoy listening to these conversations. If you'd like to hear more interviews, tune into our January episode where we'll continue sharing some of our conversations with our local artists. So what do we have coming up for the month of December at the library? Well, the children's department has a couple of their classic uh, holiday programs that they do. They have gingerbread house making, and they do two sessions of that that fill up really quickly. 
So that is for kindergartners through fourth graders, and it is on Saturday, December 10th. They also have a little special story time for children age two to five years old, and it's all about Santa's reindeer friends. They call it Reindeer Games. And that one is on Monday, December 12th. Also a very popular activity. Um, it's really cute because they make little um, like reindeer, reindeer food. So they mix up like little things to make a special little, it's like, I don't want to reveal what's in it. So they right. make reindeer food and then you sprinkle it out on your lawn for Santa's reindeer to have a treat when Santa visits your house. Oh, how clever. It's really cute. So both of those programs, um, you can register for right now on the library's website, or you can call us at the library. And our phone number is 330-683-1065. And when you call, say that's what you're calling about is to register your children for one of those programs, and we will connect you with the children's department to get you signed up. Again, just one more time, our number is 330-683-1065. You know, we we have that phone number memorized, don't we? <laughs> I don't know that I have it memorized so much because I mostly take calls uh, <laughs> rather than give out the mm -hmm. number a whole lot. Sure. But yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have it memorized probably better than my own phone number. So if teens have signed up for a teen book box in November, then the pick updates for that are the week of December 5th. So the teen book boxes, I think I've talked about before, um, they just registered, tell me what they like to read, and then I put a little box together with a couple books and some treats. And if you, again, if you've registered for that, then the pickup uh, date starts December 5th. It's that whole week. And the adult department has our final coffee and crafts in December on the 6th, and they're going to make a little puzzle piece snowman. So it's really cute. I saw a picture of this recently uh, when Cynthia, who is helping run that program, was getting started with it. So it's like the outline of a little snowman wearing a hat. And he's got a little like felt scarf on and a little button nose and everything. It's a really cute little snowman craft. And that's an adult craft. So, you know, if you're feeling crafty and want to try to do something different with puzzle pieces... That sounds really cute. I may have to join in on that. I am not crafty. I want to be. I want to be artistic, and I want to be crafty. Unfortunately, I don't have that gene. I, my mom is, and my daughters are, so obviously it skips a generation. I, I can come up with ideas all day long. I can give you ideas of things to do or places to go or things to see, but have me sit down and cut a straight line with a pair of scissors. Forget about it. Well, interestingly, for, for this coffee and crafts to make the puzzle piece snowman, you don't need scissors. <laughs> Good. And I think that this craft program is great for everybody because we give you everything you need and show you how to make the craft, and you just have to put in the time with it. Well, maybe in a future episode, I'll let you know if I was able to successfully make a puzzle snowman for Christmas. Awesome. <laughs> So not in December, but in January, we'll have our winter reading program, which is just a month-long reading program for all ages. Uh, something to do, you know, when it's colder outside and we don't want to go out, just grab a book and curl up, and then you can earn prizes for being cozy and reading. So generally speaking, has the winter program reading program been as popular as the summertime reading program? 
it's not quite as popular in the wintertime since, you know, it's always not the best weather for driving out. We don't have a lot of people who come in to participate with things. Although the winter reading program, like with any of ours, you don't have to be out the library to participate. But in the winter, um, I think people are more just trying to stay warm (laughs) (laughs) instead of being out and thinking about participating in things. Would you say that adults participate more in the winter than what children do because they're back in school and they're already having other things they have to read so the kids really get into it in the summer more? I think the summer reading program is really something that we we all look forward to and like as kids knowing that it's coming and it's it's a really big exciting thing. So that gets a, a lot of attention. The winter reading program do, just doesn't, I guess. But it's still fun. We like to have something fun to offer. Yeah, maybe we can get some more enthusiasm for the winter reading program. Yeah. And if somebody can't come out, we also have the Libby app available. Mm-hmm. And we have Hoopla. If somebody has a Kindle or a smartphone or even on their computer, they can read as well. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to necessarily have a physical book, although everybody likes to get a cup of hot chocolate or hot tea and have a physical book Mm -hmm. with their blankie in the cold, but you can cuddle up with a Kindle, I guess, if you don't want to venture out and grab a book from here. Definitely, definitely. All right. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in, and we just want to say... Merry Christmas! And happy holidays, and a very happy new year to you and yours. Uh, So this is Dawn and Jenny. Thanks so much for joining us.